Today, we're diving into the topic of empowering students through giving them voice and choice in their research projects. One of the most powerful ways to engage students in deep learning is by allowing them to take ownership of their learning. When students have the opportunity to choose what they want to learn and how they want to share their new understanding, they become invested in their work and are excited to share their own learning with others. In this episode, we'll hear from students who have experienced the benefits of student voice and choice in research projects. We'll explore the impact of this approach on student engagement, motivation, and critical thinking skills, and hear why it's so important to implement in your own classroom. So join us as we discover the power of student voice and choice in research projects. Welcome to Innovation Ignited, a podcast where we share the ways instructional technology sparks collaborative, creative, and empowered deep learning at Rochester Community Schools. I'm Rachel Monero, Instructional Technology Specialist at RCS and host of this podcast. So today I'm joined with three students over here at Ruther. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Reese. Hi, my name is Johanna. Hi, my name is Zoya. Thank you, Reese, Johanna, and Zoya for being here with us today. So first of all, can one of you tell us what was this project? Um, so this project was just um, kind of a project for us to voice our own opinions on different topics in the world and kind of give us a voice um, so we can tell other people our opinions and, um, you know, just like dive into topics and learn what the real world is kind of about. Thank you, Zoya. Does anyone else want to add on to that? Um, I think it was a chance to kind of show what we could do and what effect we could have on the world. I love that. What effect you can have in the world. And Zoya, you mentioned this word choice. So typically in a research project, right, you're given, hey, this is what you need to research. How did Mrs. Hensley present it to you? For um, Ms. Hensley, for our class, she presented it as um, a research project and we could choose what topic we wanted to do and, um, you know, what topic was important to us and close to us so we could research it more um, you know, so like it's interesting to us so we can research it and we can, you know, like research more about it and like have it if it's like interesting to us and we want to learn about it, it's like our presentation will be better. Awesome. You talk about this idea of interest and then that leads me to think about that there's a personal connection. So it wasn't something that was assigned to you. You got to choose something that you truly wanted to learn more about. And then as Reese mentioned about how you, based upon this research, can have an impact on our world. Yeah, so she presented as a take-home along, like, how we can change the world. So each person has a different opinion, like, what they think needs to be changed in the world. So I think it was a really great way so everyone could do what people are not knowing about. Because I did prison reform. Not a lot of people know about prison reform and how prisoners are being mistreated. And that even though they did it like a crime doesn't mean that they have to be treated like how they're treated. So, like, this was a great project to bring some voice to the not-known topics. Thank you for that. Reese, what was your topic about? I did drinking water pollution. And what is um, maybe one big takeaway that you had from it or something that that really stuck out to you? Um, it was how many people actually have drinking water pollution and don't realize they have it until they get sick. And what about you? Um, my topic was sexual abuse. Um, 
I guess my one big takeaway was um, how in so many communities, like even in like our community, how common it is, I guess, because we don't usually see that. But it's because so many cases go unreported that even in our small communities, it's like we don't realize it. But then like when you research, when you research it, it's like your eyes really open. Thank you for sharing about those three topics. Did you guys work uh, independently or in groups? I picked groups that we wanted to do of two to four people. So not only could you pick the, the topic, but you could also pick with who you got to work with. So let's see, but this was a maybe a month-long project, a little more than that? I think it was like two, two months. Two months. months. Okay, you didn't just like, hey, here's my presentation. Walk me through how did you end up getting to this final showcase that you ended up sharing? Maybe what are some of the tools and the strategies and the research skills that you guys learned? So first we started with finding the articles about it. So each person would find seven different articles and we would highlight it. And then after that was done, we would move on to note cards and like important stuff from the article so that we don't have to keep reading through the article each time. And then we wrote like bibliographies on the thing so that what's the content that's in there, why it's like credible. Yeah, and like note cards and bibliographies, they were all on Noodle tools. So we had like one specific platform where we could go to where all of our research was and like organized. I love that. There was this common platform online that you could access 24-7, take notes and work together. It's a great feature about Noodle tools, that collaboration that you're able to work together. After the note cards, where does that take us? So after we finished our note cards, we started to create our presentations. Mm -hmm. Um, And the note cards were extremely helpful because you already had all the information you needed in one spot ready to go. And then we also had some essays to throw in there about what our whole presentation is going to look like and the format of it. So it sounds like there were some like checkpoints to help you along the way because this was a really big project and you guys presented for the, the entire class period about it. So it was nice that it was um, segmented. And uh, Let's get a little bit into the project creation. What tools did you end up using to create what you ended up showing at your showcase? Uh, so my group personally, we used um, Canva. But I know that Ms. Hensley gave us creative control, so we could have used um, anything we wanted. Some people used Google Slides, some people created videos, um, some people had poster boards. Um, but for our group specifically, we used Canva since it's very easy to do. And we already had our note cards, like we said, so um, it was just e- easier for our group to do. But a lot of people had a lot of different things. We did Google Slides, and then we had handouts of flyers of ways that they could help more, but with more information on it. So these were like takeaways, the people that were visiting and learning about it. Oh, that's great. So our group also did Google Slides, but we also added a website, which we created with Google Sites with some more information about our topic. I love how you were all able to deliver content based upon your research topic, but you did it in a variety of different ways and still were able to get that point across. Uh, I think as I was walking through, the last couple slides talked about the impact that you wanted to have on this specific issue. Can you share a little bit about what you and your group kind of decided on those? So my group decided that the best way to solve this problem was to first help people identify how they had it. So we included a lot of water testing resources in our slideshow, which is also what we had linked onto our website. Wonderful. Um, For our group, we said that some organizations that they could donate to that bring awareness and help put a stop to these prisoners being mistreated. Thank you, Johanna. Um, So for our group, there were also organizations, but 
another thing that we had was um, how you could identify sexual abuse because a lot of people, you know, categorize sexual abuse when it's really like it's uh, it's like endless if you think about it. Um, so if you could like identify sexual abuse, it was more likely to go reported. How did it feel to be able to have full voice and choice over a project like this? Um, I think that it, it was, it, it felt like we had a voice in the world because as like, because we're all under 18 right now. So, you know, we can't vote. We don't really have a choice in what's going on in the world as I, I personally feel like that. But like this project, it helped us, you know, like, it made us feel like that we had a voice and we were making an impact. And sometimes, you know, we don't feel like we're making an impact because we go to school and we like have sports, but like we don't feel like we're doing anything to change the world. I agree with Zoya. Like um, in the world that we live in, that we are in very small amount of people and we feel like that our voice is not heard. But like with these research topics, not only can you learn about your topic that you're researching, but you can learn about like, the other research topics that there are that we listen to. So you, it's like a win-win on both sides. It felt really cool to finally choose something for yourself instead of kind of doing what's set in stone for you. I think that's very powerful, that idea of choice, right? You go to school all the time, and some sometimes you don't always get a choice in what you get to learn or how you learn it, but having that ability to choose something that you're interested in, to then get to choose who you get to work with, and then also choose how you then want to share out what you have learned, I think it's very empowering for you at this age as well. Are there any other big takeaways you want to share out about this type of learning? I think um, this learning not only helped us um, recognize other issues in the world um, and how we can help, it also like helped us realize for like when we go into college or high school, you know, it helped us realize what we work well with and what we don't work well with and like what type of groups we can choose for ourselves because you know when we were younger they wouldn't give us a choice for our groups and as we got older they did and we realized you know this is who I work well with this is who I don't work well with it kind of like set a path for our adult life yeah those are some lifelong skills that you need to learn how you best collaborate and and gel together with different types of personalities that's a great point um, about this type of learning Another one's like time management because this is like a fast moving research project so you have deadlines that are coming so like it helps you organize your time like and what, how long it takes for each thing so you're not spending too much time on just note cards or bibliographies but like timing it out so that you get everything done and you don't have like extra work. Um, I think it was kind of like what we said before the choice of the project and being able to choose yourself and being motivated enough about the topic to actually want to learn about it instead of being forced to learn. Yeah, that's another great point, this idea of self-motivating. I imagine it was probably really fun to come to class, focusing on this thing that you were passionate about, that you had a connection with, that you really wanted to enact some sort of change, either at a local or global level. Thank you so much for sharing about this experience and letting us know a little bit more behind the scenes of how it all came to be. Thank you. We hope you will join us for our next episode where we continue to explore the ways instructional technology sparks collaborative, creative, and empowered deep learning at Rochester Community Schools. You can listen to Innovation Ignited at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.